0: Hey everyone, if you've been enjoying Straight Talk with Storm, I just want to let you know that this podcast is easily created with quite a friendly learning curve on Anchor, ancho dot FM. is also distributed to many, many podcast hosting channels via Anchor. I can't suggest it more. I personally enjoy it. And thanks so much to Exotic Vivian over at T as in Tom, S as in Sam, E as in Elephant, G as in Glue Podcast, which can also be found via Anchor, Spotify, and all other means. But yeah, Anchor.fm is great for all your podcasting needs. You should get on it. Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing so, get ready for some real talk with Storm. Hello. So, I decided I'm just going to keep going. Again, if you're just listening, this is Straight Talk with Storm, an Escort podcast. Thank you again for joining in. So, this is going to be an interesting and might even possibly be a longer episode than normal. We will see how it goes. So, Skip the Games is not the best site in the world, but it's one that's been around for years, I understand. I just stumbled upon it back in, say, 2014. But from what I understand, they've been around for a while. I understand, I think actually, um, that they used to be a little better than they are now. I'm not sure. But as everyone knows, I am a BBW companion, escort, part-time, you know, paid girlfriend. Um, And I also mentor other BBWs on how to be fierce, how to be successful, and how to be elegant. And upscale in an industry that tells us that we can't. So, with that being said, there is an article that was published in 2014, roughly around the same time I started looking at or back then using skipthegames.com, and it was 14 tips for the plus size escort. <sighs> so, um, I guess I'll just jump right in with number one which is, and I'm not gonna read all of these in full detail because they're extremely long, but you can just simply go to Google if you're interested in reading this and type in skip the games, BBW, no, skip the games, tips for BBW escorts. Just type in skip the games, tips for BBW escorts. And I think there are about two articles there actually, but I'm gonna start with this one. So it says never be apologetic for your weight. So when I first started, uh I was probably I don't even know if I'd have been considered a BBW in regular people's terms. Now in the business world's terms, of course I am, because you know, in in the business world terms, meaning fashion industry, clothing. They say anything that starts at a size eight, which is absolutely ridiculous because the average American woman is a size 16. So I don't see how at a size eight, which I once remember being, which is relatively, you know, regular slender, not model thin, but regular slender. Um, I'm not sure why eight is even where the starting point is, but that's what they've moved it to it used to be a higher number i believe it used to be like a size 12 or size 14 now it's down to an eight which makes no sense since american women have actually gotten larger but at any rate um and i for whatever reason did not want to be labeled as bbw i think i because i used to be i went from a size zero to a size three to a size five to eight and then straight to bbw and so I think, mentally, myself, I was still having issues with loving my curves and accepting this is who I am, and that I'm still just as sexy and just as beautiful, till about three or four years ago, when I realized, hey, for one, I can use this as a niche for SEO to separate myself to make myself easier to find in Google. B. I like when I see when I look in the mirror. I'm still beautiful and sexy as hell. And I almost feel like I feel sexier now that I've accepted that I'm this plus size sexual being. But I will say this. They tell you to never be apologetic for your weight. And the strange thing is you'll get some guys who still to this day don't think I'm heavy enough. I I, I assure you I'm heavy enough. But I think... Some people get BBW and supersized BBW confused. And supersized BBW is a whole another niche, a whole another weight class of provider. And there are plenty of beautiful ones. I am body positive. Be, as, be whatever size you want. I don't want any of us to get like the people on My 600 hundred pound Life where we're bedridden and we can't live lives and we can barely breathe and our hearts are suffering. I'm not encouraging that. But if you are heavy and you are happy and you feel sexy and you feel good and you can still get around and function and drop it like it's hot, do you? Be proud of that shit and don't let anyone tell you different. A lot of times online, our smaller, more athletic counterparts, I know, just looking at how they're treated differently and the whole thing, other than a small few BBWs who get their props, most of the Slender Girls get more attention get more help even when they're fundraising for other people you can see the difference but don't be discouraged by that you just seriously got to market yourself to your niche and you got to seriously go even harder on what is number 2 you have to have confidence in your appearance and with that you have to take more pride in your appearance i think a lot of bbw escorts um for whatever reason don't know how to package themselves and don't know how to wear things that are flattering and that are classy and I'm not saying that to put anybody down um I I offer services to help teach you that if you're interested I'm not trying to put anybody down but I think it starts with the confidence mentally first so you have to get confident mentally first to then be able to look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what you feel the prettiest in. And I, and I think you have to remember that hopefully your business evolves to the point where you're not just in a bedroom setting, unless you want to be. I do know girls who don't want to ever do the social dating part of this, or the going out to dinner, and that's fine. Different strokes for different folks. But if you want to step the game up and you want to be able to get the higher rate bracket and market to the better paying gentleman, then I encourage you to learn how to be that out of the bedroom worthy companion. And so you have to stop thinking about the fishnet bodysuit that every BBW girl has owned at least once in her life. I had that thing in like 2008, 2009. And I can tell you, I don't think I'll ever return to that. But um, yes, I I remember that bodysuit um, and just all of the... And I mean no disrespect to the stripper community when I say this, but the more stripper-like outfits means no disrespect, but that's what those outfits, some of which I'm talking about or that you see a lot of people wear online, were designed for. More of the fabric with the stretchy holes in it, the brighter colors, things of that nature. I'm going to name right now some sites that some of you BVWs might be interested in checking out. Um... Fashion Over Curve is a good one to start with if you need a certain budget. Um, there's also Torrid. There's Lane Bryant. I don't use Lane Bryant very much. I feel like, and it's funny because I'm turning 50, but I feel like their clothes are kind of old for me. But I love Fashion Over Curve, I love Eloquy. If you're into vintage like I am there's unique vintage then there's also mod cloth Uh, let's see oh my goodness I, I shop so many different places yikes I can't remember them all but I am starting a BBW fashion and lifestyle blog called voluptuous confidence and so I'll go through my closet and when that site goes live I will have all those stores listed there as well as overtime articles and reviews of the things I've gotten there. Um, let's see. Oh, Ashley Stewart's another good one. Uh, fashion to figure or figure to fashion. I often say that one backwards. Um, there are lots of really good ones. And Ashley Stewart has come a long way. Eloquy is still my favorite, but eloquy is more expensive. But Eloquie's is my favorite, but seconded by. Ashley Stewart, uh, Kendall and Kylie have a line there. Whoopi Goldberg has a line there. Uh, Lala Anthony has a line there. You can find some really pretty and colorful and designed with different body shape and mind stuff. Stuff there. Um, I love a good business pantsuit for outings but that's still feminine and sexy and the Katie tuxedo pant that Eloquii makes comes in three or four different body shape rotations that you can get the pants made in. So that's also awesome with lingerie. Uh, I always suggest playful promises. Uh, you want a beautiful marabou robe or chiffon robe, Catherine delish, makes sizes that will fit most of us. Um, rosy red corsetry mix pieces harlow and fox now some of these are expensive fashion over curve does still exist Ooh, La, La Cherie has a plus size section spicy lingerie is also affordable as far as plus size lingerie and so is um yandy.com honey burdette those of us who can afford or want to afford or invest in Honey Burdette, you literally almost every night, if you're really dedicated to having pieces from them, have to go in and type in XXL as a search and see what's available and grab it because it's so rare that they have it. I know how to alter my Honey Burdette pieces to fit me. So sometimes I'll get an extra large piece and add extenders to the hooks or ribbons to make the um waist cincher or garter belt fit me and if anyone is interested in me teaching you how to do that so that you too can wear whatever you want when you want designers be damned I'm happy to teach you but yes you got to find mentally in your head first that you're beautiful so that you show that in your images and your pictures it's so important um And there's also this thing with to show or not to show your face as a BBW. Um, Most of us, not all of us, most BBWs have gorgeous faces. Um, We're just pretty. And most of us have baby doll faces. I think it's the roundness of the face. Um... However, some of us have jobs and family situations that do not allow us to show our face. I'm not going to lie to you. Being a BBW provider, it is easier to market when you show your face um, because sometimes the guy who otherwise would not be interested in a BBW or who has convinced himself he'll never try it or want to, if he sees enough poise If you're well read and your copy content comes across good and then he sees that beautiful face and I know because I've got many a date that way they see that face and that wit and they just see the confidence in how you carry yourself you can convert them you'd be surprised how many of them I've converted over the years but again I am not telling you to show your face if that is dangerous or not possible for you. I am merely stating that as a BBW companion, whether people want to admit it to you or not, showing your face does make it easier. Okay, number three on their list is compare yourself to positive role models. I think that's, I think that's good. Um, a lot of us like to compare ourselves to Rubenesque paintings. From back in the renaissance period of art. For those who know what I'm talking about. And the Hollywood pinups of the 50s and 60s were more curvy. Um, This really thin version of women. This really Barbie type version of women. Actually wasn't a popular thing. Till I'd say the last 20 to 30 years. Prior to that curvy was in and in some countries men prefer a wife and choose women who do have fluff and meat on their bones because it shows that the family's doing well financially and that they're able to eat well and it's a sign of wealth um and the truth of the matter is real grown-ass women have curves um and not every curvy woman's gonna have a flat tummy um if you got a belly i got one accept it I remember I used to have clients come to me who specifically liked me because of my belly. And it took me literally till two years ago to stop wearing a waist cincher and to let them see and touch it because I had to become confident with it. And me becoming confident with it is the best thing I've ever done. I am free now. I can wear the same beautiful lingerie pieces as everyone else. And it is such an exhilarating feeling it makes me feel better during my sessions I'm not trying to keep my mid area covered up the whole time and men just find it soft and cozy and cuddly and they actually like it and it's part of who I am there's no need in denying it it's part of who I am um but I think what did it for me, and this is what we, what we say, you know, we had to remember Anne and Nicole Smith, May West, Marilyn Monroe. And then in today's world, we have, you know, Ashley Graham and uh, the other plus size model, Whitney and Tessa. There's so many, and Lizzo, my God. Now we have so many of us, like, come on, Lizzo was in Playboy. How fucking awesome is that? Like, there's so many of us now, who are appreciating and just so proud of our of our fluff. Oh, and how could I forget the lovely George in the UK, Georgiana on Twitter, fuller figure bust, I believe it is. There's so many women now who just make it so easy for us to embrace our fluff and who we are. I got my boyfriend joking with me now because every time I eat, I'm like, I'm maintaining my fluff. Got to maintain these curves, you know, for marketing. (laughs) Like, I'm not telling you to eat just for marketing. I love, I love food. So it is what it is. It just worked hand in hand for me. But um, I do also, I'm conscious though of my curves. Like, I, I want them to stay at a certain size. I wouldn't ever allow myself, I don't think, to get any larger than I currently am. Um, but that's me, honey. If somebody else wants to get up to three, 400 pounds as long again, as it's not a health issue. And I know there are some people who swear it's always got to be a health issue, but I'm here to tell you it doesn't. Um, there are some really big people who are just as healthy and healthier than some of you are. For instance, look at really, really big football players, heavy set linebackers and such, or, we all got that one auntie who's probably pushing 80 or 90 who's been fat as buttercake forever. So I want people to know that a lot of it is genetics and a lot of it is how active the heavy person is. Um, you'd be surprised at how healthy some of them actually are. Don't always assume that big means unhealthy. It doesn't always mean that. And I think everyone is tired who is heavier of hearing that because it's kind of like fake news. There, It depends on your body weight, your genetics, you know, your predisposed genetic history as far as diseases go. Diabetes, high blood, things like that as to what weight is good for you. And I think that's something personal that other people need to keep their mouths out of. But yeah, like... Be healthy, be happy. If that's you with a size three, great. If that's you with a size 18, great. Feel sexy and feel good, no matter what size you are. And there is nothing sexier than confidence. Anyone who tells you they don't like a confident woman, in my opinion, isn't a real man. Because confidence is sexy as fuck, I'm telling you. Intelligence and confidence are two of the sexiest traits a woman can have. So, number four, post accurate photos of yourself. I think most of us do this already, but if you're new coming to the game and you're a BBW and you've considered shaving pounds off for your photos that you're going to put on your website, on your ad, I'm going to suggest you not do that because there's nothing worse for you and for the gentleman coming to the other side of the door than for him to feel like the ad, the pictures, the website are not a true representation of you and like he got bait and switch. So just make sure your pictures can be beautiful as a BBW. It's all about the setting and the outfit and the angles of the photographer. And sometimes being a BBW, you just need to get a really good tripod and self-shoot because sometimes we know our angles better but if not and you're going to use the pro photographer which everybody needs a setter to a pro pics if they can't afford them don't get them if you can't afford them but if you can you know I always make whoever's taking pics of me do a few test shots and then I tell them whatever angle you were at for that one keep it whatever angle you were at for that one don't shoot from that angle again Let your photographer know what angle looks good for you. Make them take a few test shots first. And if they're professional and a good photographer, they don't have any issue with you doing that. After all, photos are expensive. You do deserve to get more than two images that you like out of 100 pictures. Number five, positive terms to describe yourself. Yes, look, people get upset when I say I don't like the word fat I don't care if you want to use that yourself privately but fat no matter how you try to tell me that we're using it and we're turning in it we're taking the power of it and that's right up there with us using the word nigger and trying to say that we're taking power from it and don't get me wrong I use the word nigger myself a lot nigger not nigger two different things but I should be a better person because I'm intelligent enough to be and get away from using that term. And I feel the same way about the word fat, just like I feel the same way about the word prostitute. No matter how much we want to use these words, redefine them, make them strong, the fact remains all these terms were made to be derogatory and to be insulting. And there are so many other better ways of describing things. Let me give you a a case in point. You know, we just have politically correct terms now. You don't call little people midgets anymore. We We don't call people retarded anymore. I used to work in medical and remember when the change came, it's developmentally disabled. We try not to call housewives housewives anymore. Because they're doing an actual job. So, we call them domestic engineers. So, make what you are sound better in your ad. Because the whole point of an ad or a website is to lure people to you. It's like baiting a fish on a hook. So, Skip the Games gives these terms. And I'm just going to read them off to you. I, myself, refer to myself as fluffy, voluptuous, plus size, curvy, and Rubenesque, and BBW. Those are the ones I prefer and feel like best fit me. But here's their list. Fluffy, full-figured, plus-sized, voluptuous, curvy, Rubenesque, more to love, built for comfort, not speed, more cushion for the pushing, something to hold on to, chubby, plump, ample, buxom, Healthy, stacked, round, BBW. So you might try some of those instead of saying you're fat in an ad. Because when you say fat amongst us women, we know you're not meaning it insulting. You know, we know you're not insulting yourself. When you say it and men read it though, they just imagine grotesque, disgusting, nothing sexy. So for your male readers, try to use different terms if that makes sense to you. Um, learn to accept rejection. Well, that's no matter what race size you are. Um, I feel like we're all adults. I shouldn't have to really spend too much time on that. You can't make everybody happy. Everybody's not going to be for you just like you're not for everybody. Market to who you can market to. Don't waste time and energy getting your feelings hurt over the ignorant person who comes in your inbox and calls him fat. Remember, half of them are little trolls living in their mother's basement Who have nothing to offer the universe themselves they don't like themselves so they self-project that self-hatred onto you even the other providers who may make fun of you for your weight or tell you that you'll make more money if you lose weight and give you all this advice that you did not ask for this unsolicited advice attacking your body image and your body size ignore them too if you're happy with yourself be happy and if somebody rejects you, fuck them. Move on to someone who appreciates you. And that's in any part of your life. Take that advice, whether it pertains to sex work or not. Don't give energy to things you don't need to give energy to. You got better things you can be doing with your time, like moving on to the next client who does appreciate your fluff. Dress for success. I already touched on this. Um, I will just reiterate their wording exactly focus on always looking polished and put together if you're upscale in BBW because everyone already has this negative perception of what the BBW body looks like anyway and thinks that we can only wear certain things so find pieces that are beautiful feminine sexy comfortable not always comfortable because sometimes you got to just be uncomfortable to be sexy i always tell people you know beauty is pain um but be well put together don't wear stuff that doesn't fit you don't right don't wear it if it's too big and don't wear it if it's too tight and going to be rolling up on your love handles and your back fat all night we all have it or your fupa all night wear things that fit right make you look smooth make you look elegant make you look like you can sit down at any five-star restaurant or go to the opera or just walk him into a business party without everyone knowing who and what you're there for. Um, that is important if you want to appeal to upper-end clients. You should look and fit into any occasion. You should be well-dressed for any occasion. Um, I personally keep boxes of stuff. My daughter says, you going shopping in your closet today, mom? Because I have stuff that I have. I see pieces that I like. I get them because I know a time might come when I want to wear them somewhere or an occasion arises where it fits the situation. I haven't even worn half of my stuff yet. Um, and have a ridiculous amount of things I haven't worn. I have to remind myself sometimes that I bought them. But it's amazing how, like when I went to Miami a few weeks ago, I happen to have just what I needed already. Um, so I encourage people when you have the money to buy it and you can afford to buy it and your bills are all paid, go ahead. Because you never know when finally you're going to get that fly me to you or that multi-hour or that dinner date, And you don't want to be standing there in your closet and only have jeans and t-shirts or short shorts or just lingerie. You can't wear your lingerie into that setting. You've got to have some clothes that look good. And I also encourage for your website that you have shots, especially those of you dealing with arrows. you have a better chance of getting on arrows in shots of you in clothing anyway. So I always tell everyone now, take some pics of you in clothing that you can wear outside of the bedroom just in case arrows rejects everything else. Have something else. Have something prepared, ready to go in your arsenal that even though they can be ridiculous, for the most part, hopefully gets approved. But yes, find items that make your waist look slimmer and make your hips look fuller. That's the best advice I can give to any BBW, including myself. Sometimes buying a cinch belt to put on a shirt and leave the shirt out in a pair of jeans gives a beautiful shape to you. It like I like shirts that kind of are tailored and made with a dip at the waist and I leave them out they're not quite peplum but almost and yeah it's just important to know how to dress your particular shape though because not all bw's have that waist curve I still manage to maintain mine although it's not as accentuated as it was when I was slimmer but I do still have a curve but yeah accentuate your curves if you're busty put that push-up brown girl um number eight don't allow your clients to fetishize you unless you like it and unless you're okay with it. Um, just let your boundaries to them be very clear because it is insulting. And gents, if you're listening, it's insulting to us if you talk about feeding us or smushing our fat rolls and doing things that you wouldn't do with any other companion that you see. Unless she offers it, um that's fine but if you don't see anything about her worship, her offering fat worship type sessions don't do that it's an insult to us we want we want to feel beautiful and we want to feel as respected as you feel with anyone else that you see so while you might really be into it and not mean any harm by it she may take it as you're making fun or seeing her as a thing instead of seeing her as a person and you have to always remember that the companion that you see as a person. And ladies, it's up to you to always remind them and make them see you as a person. Put them in their place when they do things that you feel disrespected by. Um, <sighs> number nine is avoid being the butt of practical jokes. Um, I would say string and pay close attention to someone's demeanor when they're communicating with you during the screening process as a BBW. Um, this is the one time I'm going to tell you to read more into their words. Um, are they fetishizing you? Are they shading you but not shading you as you say shade, no shade? Are they commenting more and more about your weight? And then they're going to come see you just so they can laugh at you in your face or email you horrible things. Um, These things should not happen because men should be adults and women should be adults, but they do happen. I would say if at any point in pre-screening of a person, they say anything that makes you uncomfortable, anything that makes you feel disrespected, that you end communication then and that you do not go on with the booking, let them go. Let them pass by. Someone else better will come along. Um, Number 10 is basically deter insults by expecting and demanding respect. Um, I have taught this. I have preached on this for so many years now that my tongue is tired of saying the words. All money's not good money. You have to learn when you tell some people to fuck off and to go kick rocks and wish them well in their search of finding some other dummy that is going to allow their mess and their bullshit um do not let people see that you're not confident do not let people see that you have shame because they were circled just like sharks in water be strong hold your head up take your pictures like you the flyest bitch ever to hit the planet i don't give a damn what you weigh If you convey confidence and if you convey, don't mess with me because I'm the shit. If you walk into a room or setting a house with anyone and you own the room and you feel like and present yourself like you're the shit, you may still get one or two people that try you every now and again, but for the most part, whether they want to or not, they'll have to respect you. And again, if they don't, cut them out of your circle. And don't give any time to them number 11 um, maintain no standard expectations of the types of clients who will call you well this is anyone I don't even know why this is particularly in an article about BBWs Um, this is just common sense we don't know what race what ethnicity what size of client is going to call us what type of profession These are things we figure out when we're first getting to know them during screening. Um, I would say be open to everyone as long as they are respectful. Um, And I do encourage setting up a certain age limit for them and meaning not how old they can be, but how young they can be um, just to make things more mature and respectable usually, although that's not always the case. So while you may set that age bear, once in a while you get someone who screens and who is very mature for their years, and I welcome them. Um, you just kind of have to go along with and know you and know what's going to make you comfortable and adjust who you see based on that, regardless of whether you're a BBW or not. That's everybody. Number 12, charge rates equal to other escorts with similar experience and talents in your Area. Well, again, this applies to everyone. It really does. Um, You need to study your market no matter where you are. You need to study your market when you tour. And you need to adjust your rates accordingly sometimes when you tour. Um, Just don't sell yourself short. And make sure you can live up to the rate that you're asking. Um, I touched on that on another podcast earlier already about rate structures um just know that if you're going to charge anything over 250 and up you need to look like you're worth that we're priceless we're human beings we're priceless a million's not even enough because we're priceless but based off markets and based off demographics and all the things that go into a business and this is a business you have to be realistic and you have to look at what's around you and compare yourself to it. So if a BBW with a stellar reputation in your market is charging let's say 350 400 and you come along and you're new and you haven't even learned to dress the part yet, you're not good at conversation, And the only skills you have to offer are strictly within the bedroom, but she's a dinner date companion who can be taken to five-star level places and she knows how to dress the part. You cannot expect and it's unrealistic to see yourself at the same price point as her. I know that hurts some of your egos, but it's the truth. Because your market, the men in the market, Are looking at the other people who are about your same size build what they cater to and how they carry themselves and how they dress and will they fit into certain settings and that explains to them why that person is charging anywhere from 350 up to a thousand maybe even higher and then here you come along and you right now not making fun of anyone but you right now are in a place where you cannot afford those things you can't afford to do those things you might not even have a real foundation yet as to whether or not you're going to do in call out call you might only own some jeans and some t-shirts and some tennis shoes or like some flip-flops because you're just getting started and you have not worked your way up yet to those things he's not Going to pay you in most cases, unless you are drop dead gorgeous, the same rate that he would pay the girl that he knows he can take anywhere without people wondering what she is, or the girl who fits into most settings. So, just think about that when you're setting your rates. Start at a certain point that makes sense logically. And then as you build and you grow and you develop and you understand your marketing and your brand better, and then, I don't know, that might take a year. It might take two. Then at that point, that is when you can raise your rate to equal some of the higher rates you see in your market. But until you're ready to play in that big girl pool, you can't do it. And that's just the honest truth. Um... Number 13 is do not wait until you've lost weight to start escorting. I feel the same about that because people, there are are markets for everyone. There are markets for dominatrices. There's markets for goth. There's markets for transgender. There's markets for gender fluid. There's markets for BBW. There's markets for super BBW. There's markets for waif, which is super slim there's marketing for athletic yoga there's markets for everything so never think that you don't have something that someone's interested in I guarantee they are number 14 I thought was kind of I didn't I think it's ridiculous because unless you are an extreme super-sized bbw I'm pretty sure that the standard hotel bed or bed that most of us has can deal with whatever we're doing. Number 14 on here was silly to me. It's buy sturdy furniture. Uh if you're very plus size, you probably already know that your furniture needs <laughs> need to be different. Um I've seen some huge ladies and gentlemen on A regular standard hotel bed. And they did not break or ruin it. Um, I don't think we're doing acrobatics on it. I don't think we're swinging from the chandelier and jumping down on it. And to be honest, anyone at any weight would break the furniture doing that kind of stuff. So... I'm not sure about number 14. I think they had plenty of good points until we got on the topic of furniture. Because most of us shouldn't be on a twin bed anyway if we're adults and entertaining another adult. Like we should already be on a king or a California queen or a California king or something where we are entertaining our guests. Or at best, a very sturdy and elegant Chase lounge or something. I just don't feel like we're on a kid bed. And that's the only time I could think that number 14 made any sense to me. At any rate, I hope you guys have learned something from this episode. Again, if you want to read that article yourself or any of the other ones that are online, just look up articles on how to be a BBW escort. You'll find plenty of them, but I have just been meaning to di- like discuss this one for years because it's been around so long. And you can find me on Twitter at SS Podcast one Also on Instagram at SS Podcast one I am accepting applications for ladies and gents. And all others who want to be interviewed on various topics for this podcast. And I hope that as time grows, I grow this into something big and something that touches people and opens their minds, even non-sex work people. I hope they're just finding it one day on a podcast when they're browsing and have a listen. Thanks so much for your support, for tuning in. Thanks to all of you who said I'm doing a really great job. I appreciate it. I'm still working out background noise and stuff, and it's hard for me because there's always alerts coming into my phone and such, but I think this is going to become a better experience as time goes along, and I'm hoping to get to a point where I'm video podcasting too. Um, That's something that I hope will happen within the next six months to a year of this podcast, but in the meantime, keep tuning in and showing love to Straight Talk with Storm. Bye now.